What is going on, Diesel Nation? We're excited to have you guys with us today on the Diesel Podcast. If you're watching this on YouTube and aren't subscribed, make sure and click the subscribe button, like, comment, let us know what you think about the episode. If there's a particular topic or guest that you'd like to have covered, we're always checking your comments on there and love to be able to take the suggestions that you guys have and then work them into future episodes. Today, I'm going to be chatting with Pusher Intakes, and we've had a lot of requests over the years to have them on. Wanted to learn more about their intake manifolds, compound turbo kits, the way that they approach design and efficiency and reliability. So I'm definitely looking forward to the conversation today. Before we get to it, though, I want to remind you our friends over at Kershaw Knives have a 20% off-site wide code for you. If you use code 23diesel20 at kershaw.kaiusa.com, it's a great way to save some money, get some really cool gear. So if you need a knife for hunting, fishing, EDC, something around the job site, around the house, they've definitely got you covered. They've had a ton of new releases in 2023, and one of the newest ones are the Duralock models. So the blade has been added D2 steel. There's different choices for blade shape, handle design, and the way that the knife opens and closes is super smooth. So if you're in the market, definitely make sure to head on over to their website and use code 23diesel20 for 20% off site-wide. All right, let's get to today's podcast with Pusher Intakes, learning more about their products, compound turbo kit sizing, and the way they approach making our trucks as reliable and efficient as possible. Jacob, welcome to the Diesel Podcast. I'm looking forward to chatting with you today. We've gotten some requests over the years to have Pusher on the podcast to talk about products and turbo kits and all the things you guys do. So I'm looking forward to learning more about your company and products and ways we can make our trucks run better. So welcome to the podcast. Appreciate it. Yeah, glad to be on it. Sorry, it took us a while to link up, but we finally made it happen. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to, I was really curious how the company started. I, I remember years ago seeing um, different products you guys made, but I didn't know how the, the company started and then evolved and, and has grown into what it is today. I've been asked that question a lot uh, in the last few years now that you know we're getting bigger and being uh, you know, more visible to the market. You know, it really started in that basic type of yours in my parents' shed in the backyard. Um, I grew up with a very talented older brother. He's about five years older than me. That was just ate up with just kind of building himself whatever he wanted. You know? And so, he, you know, being about five years older than me, he's always like the next step of you know, ahead of me, you know, whether you got his license kind of when you're starting to think about it when you're 10, 11 years old or whatever. And then, uh, my dad's a, a engineer. He actually builds satellites for a living and he grew up in a pretty small town, you know, farm town in Pennsylvania. So grew up kind of learned to fix what needed to be fixed with whatever you had. And then kind of went to the extreme opposite end, uh, for his career of building the most probably expensive possible thing you could build on earth, you know, at least by weight. And so, um, you know, he always had a lot of tools around for us and the, the basic skill set and knowledge, um, of, you know, kind of how to fix things, but also that, that career of building stuff to the nth degree and would always kind of push us to go a little further than you kind of would in your, in your shed or your, or your garage. So, uh, growing up with those two guys really showed me like, I could build whatever, you know, I really wanted. And so when uh, I decided to kind of get serious as I got older, you know, I basically, I basically copied everything my brother did till I was about 18 or 20 years <laughs> old. You know? And then uh, I decided to get serious and, and go after my engineering degree and buckle down and do that. And uh, at the same time, you know, was starting to learn about the diesels. You know, I'd grown up, my brother was super into the small block Ford stuff as he, you know, got his license and all that. And, um, so I always 
was following his shoes and helping him build motors. He probably blew up a motor and struck every six months or a year or so. And, um, always working with him with that. I started to learn about the, the diesels when I was, uh, probably about halfway through my degree and, um, somehow managed to find a, uh, 04 Dodge that kind of been shoved off in the corner of a local dealer and got it for a good deal and, um, was super, uh, aware of my finances, you know, being a, a broke kid going to school, um, and really worried about fuel economy. And, um, you know, I, I had like the spot picked where I would come into my parents' neighborhood where I could hit neutral and like coast in and barely hit the brakes and <laughs> all that, uh, coming home from school. And so like looking at that truck, you know, the 04 Dodges, they have the, the intake manifolds like right there in your face when you open the hood and they probably had the worst design manifold to date at that time, you know, it had huge release around the driver's side hardware for the flange that really cut down the, the, uh, flow path there. And, you know, open the hood, I'm like, man, what is this? This is terrible. I, you know, it could definitely improve upon that. And, you know, that was probably 15 years ago and there were, really wasn't a lot of options back then. Uh, and really for anything, if you think about where we are today, as far as, you know, the Instagram, the Etsy, the Facebook, like you can, get on there and, and find all these people making stuff, you know, custom stuff in their garage or whatever. But back then you didn't really have options for that. You know, you had summit catalog or whatever. And, um, so, you know, growing up with my dad and my brother kind of, uh, as role models. And then we had a, a pretty good little machine shop at the school I went to. Um, so I was able to machine my own flange and all that and, and basically make an intake for myself. Uh, cause I couldn't afford one and there wasn't really a lot of options either. Um, and then, you know, I posted on you know, a forum said, Hey, look what I made, you know, and, and a lot of other people were like, Hey, that's pretty cool. You know, can you make me one? And, you know, I just kind of started super organically like that and, and, uh, just kind of grew ever since. I think that was the first time <clears throat> that I had seen you guys was with the intake manifolds. And that's always been something I'm really curious about because you're right. When you open the hood of one of those trucks, it's almost an eyesore. <laughs> the the OEM intake manifold when you see it and it looks so small. And I think people, it, it's so, it's something that's easy to change. So anyone can do it. If you have some tools, you know, it's right there. You can access it. What sort of benefits did you see when you built the first one? And then as you guys have progressed with the company, that make a difference in daily driving, um, throttle response, power, temperatures. What can somebody expect when they upgrade the intake manifold on one of those trucks? So that's going to be super generation and make model specific. You know, there's certain trucks where, um, you know, there's, there's one really obvious issue uh, in the system, you know, that, you know, you kind of fix that and you've, and you've, improve the system enough to where you, you um, really have to do a lot of other things to create a choke point somewhere else. And so like, for example, like the Conrail Dodgers, they have a really big intercooler from the factory, does a really good job as far as heat transfer goes and all that. Cold air intake's really not that bad on them. Um, and so, and the charge tubes aren't bad. So like that intake manifold in itself was really the choke point, especially for, you know, a stock tune truck. And so, you know, that, that manifold going to just like a replacement manifold, you're probably looking at a, 
maybe a five, eight percent increase in, in like EGTs or sorry, improvement in EGTs. Um, but we're talking about a 300 horsepower truck, you know, max from the factory where you could tune that truck to, to 500 uh, pretty easily. And then, you know, with some fuel and like our compound system, you could do 700. So it's, it's very much related to how much air you're moving as uh, the gains that you get. Um, but that's something that's really important for the customer to understand is depending on what truck you drive and what you're doing with it, there's a time and place for like each kind of modification where you're going to see um, real return on your investment on what you do to the truck. I think the airflow part is something that in, over the years, I think is knowledge, um, education, information testing has gotten out there to the diesel community, we've become more aware of ways we can increase efficiency. And that's been one of the huge things I've seen over the last you know few years is people wanting to not just have the performance side, but they want the efficiency. They want the, the you know fuel economy if they can get it. They want to have a lower EGTs if they're towing, hauling every day. And so it's really exciting to be able to get the questions from listeners and, and, and truck owners out there where they ask, what can I do to improve my truck? And I think with what you guys do there's so many different components that you guys get into so i wanted to get an idea of, of the product line and the trucks that you guys offer products for because it's not just cummins um yeah you know as well but how what other areas have you guys gotten into with with diesel performance uh so you know on that note it's a uh, very keen observation efficiency is definitely uh you know what I love. That's what we started, you know, this for, I think, um, a lot of people probably don't actually really realize that, um, there is no form of air metering device on these diesel trucks, you know, with like a gas engine, you have a throttle valve. It's very important to maintain your fuel air mixture. You know, if you run too lean, create a lot of issues, obviously too rich, same thing. These things are moving all the air they can all the time. And so, you know, the more efficiently you can get that air through the system, you know, it's kind of like free money is what I call it. You know, you're going to better fuel economy, lower GTs, which is, you know, better engine longevity, all that. So we started with that in mind. It's definitely, uh, you know, what I love and what I uh, focus on the most. And we started doing that with the Dodges. That's what I own first, uh, you know, going to school and all that, getting this started. And then, you know, we slowly branched out into the other, uh, the other makes we did some some uh, the early Ford stuff early on. Focused on the the GMs for a while. We have a full product line pretty much for those guys from your wire bridges, your charge tubes, compound systems for basically from the inception of Duramax in 01, the LB7, all the way up to the LMLs right now. Is what's currently available on our site. And then uh, so the Dodges were basically 89 to uh, well stuff releasing here soon for the latest generation trucks, the 19 and yours. And uh, the Fords are basically from your uh, first intercooled uh, 7.3s all the way up to your latest generation, you know, 2020 and newer Ford. So we basically do really try to address all of your airflow issues with those trucks um, and then offer pretty much a uh, add a turbo style compound system for pretty much all of them as well. We found that to be by far the most effective, you know, kind of turbo upgrade type system there is, you know, for, do you know, per dollar spent. I think with compound kits, they're, 
there's so much benefit that is there with them. And in my experience, when I first started to get into modifying uh, a truck, it was a Cummins and I wanted to do the larger single. I wanted to go race with it, maybe daily drive a little bit. I thought it was the greatest thing ever till I took a ride in a truck with a compound setup, and I thought I am leaving so much on the table every single time I drive this. And it was eye opening to me. And I think yeah. there can be a lot of confusion with compound setups as far as how do I size them? How, um, what sort of improvements does it give throughout my RPM range? And I wanted to ask you about that side of it. And I'm sure it's going to be specific to you know the engine that we're chatting about. But what are some common questions people ask you guys about going to a compound setup on their truck? Uh, I think, like you're saying, sizing uh, is probably people's biggest concern. Um, because as far as our kits go to, I mean, that's really your only option other than like color and some other stuff. So that's the biggest question um, that we get. I have chosen to focus on kind of the biggest bang for your buck type deal. And that's compound and generally your factory charter. Um, factory charters in general are pretty dang tough. You know, I think where a lot of times they'll get a bad rap is someone throws a hot tune on the truck and they just beat the crap out of the truck and it's making, you know, depending on the year and stuff, almost double the horsepower came from the factory. And it's like, you know, you can always expect a little turbo to take so much abuse. Um, but if they're used kind of within their intended power making range, they're, they're good. So, yeah, sizing is probably the biggest question. And, um, you know, as a, really a rule of thumb, if you think about it, these trucks are pretty much, they're really close in displacement size, you know, basically from their inception, the trucks that, you know, you and I are really talking about and what most of these guys watch or care about. You know, we start with basically a five, nine and, you know, modern trucks are around a six, seven nowadays. They're, they're pretty close and factory chargers, are all pretty close. You know, if I remember correctly, I think the first, like HX 35 is around a 57 millimeter inducer and you know, your modern chargers now are around 60, 61 millimeter. And so, um, they're relatively small, but they do a great job of what they're intended to do. They spool quick, they get the truck moving quick, they meet emissions and all that. Um, and so they actually lend themselves really well to a primary in a compound system. And so, what I kind of lay out for a customer is stick with your factory charger. We can add, you know, a standard 75 millimeter Borg Warner charger, which is super robust, super affordable um, charger to that. And we can give you up to about 700, 750 horse to the wheels with that setup. And they will be better everywhere. Um, from throttle response, fuel economy, EGTs, it's just a hundred percent better setup. And if you use a truck, obviously 700 horses, a good amount of power, right? You're going to have to probably do some stuff depending on the truck to, to, uh, put that power to the ground and whatnot. But the cool thing with compounds, if you, if you compare apples to apples and you, know, you pull the same trailer, same day, all that, um, it's actually way more efficient, way easier on the engine better fuel economy, better EGTs, you know, the whole nine yards. So, you know, that's kind of sizing is what we recommend for most guys because you can really run your stock charter in a 75 on stock fuel, pretty much a stock tune. The truck's going to run, you know, pretty much the same down low um, and then just give you the efficiency benefits. 
And then later on, if you want, you just add the fuel and the, you know, the parts necessary to bump up the power and you already have the air that you need. Um, and then if you want to bump up from there, then we, you know, we talk about that with the customer, you can get a little fancier and, you know, bump up your sizing with your, your factory charter to maybe something that's upgraded, like a, a fleece cheetah or something like that, still moderate in size. And then you have some, uh, billet charter versions, like a 76 and all that, that you can maybe hit the eight, 850 mark, but not sacrifice anything on the bottom end. And then we just kind of keep stepping up depending on what the customer wants. But pretty much if you stick with a, a stock charger, um, uh, geometry, you know, your external geometry, where all the flanges are and all that, um, we can go all up to pretty much 80 with a, as an atmosphere can get you probably about a thousand to the wheels if you want. And nothing changes the way we design our kits is like, all the parts that you buy from us, all the hard parts, all that remains the same. You can just kind of swap out charters. You want to keep uh, bumping up the, the horsepower, you know, chart. One of the parts about the compound setup I wanted to ask you is I think sometimes truck owners can think, well, I can't do compounds till I do upgraded injectors, maybe an injection pump. Yep. But doing them on a stock truck, what sort of benefits can you get? Because I think the, the, the power is there. And those stock chargers, like you mentioned, they're great for response. There's exhaust brakes built into them. They're fantastic. But there does come a point in the RPM range where it kind of runs out of steam. So can you run a compound turbo setup with stock injector, CB3? You know, I'm sure the truck would be tuned somehow um, or some way. But what kind of benefits do you get on a relatively stock truck with a compound setup? Uh, yeah, that's a also a very commonly asked question. So you absolutely can. And that's kind of the that's the one of the beauties of compounds is you can keep kind of stepping up your fuel game, if you will, with the same setup. And so a sock charger uh, is sized and is generally really efficient at the stock power level. You know, usually in the two to 300 horsepower range is where it's really happy. Um, and, you know, it, it takes horsepower to spin a turbo, right? And so if you start spinning it outside of that uh, RPM range where it's, really efficient, you start spending exponentially more horsepower to spin it fast. So, so if you're towing really heavy, you're ripping around, you know, whatever. And so the beauty of compounds is it keeps the RPM of that factory charter inside of its, you know, happy place, if you will, inside of that efficiency island and the compressor map and all that. And then allows the big charter to start to take on your mid and top end power range where it's efficient. And so by keeping a, you know, a factory size charter in place, um, you keep your, your throttle response and all that as good, if not better. Um, and you can just continue to add fuel. So if you keep stock injectors, usually stock injectors on a common rail truck, um, are good for, and, and pump stock stuff's good for five, five fifty. everything's really healthy. And so the truck's just going to run really good to that power mark. And that's where you're going to stop because you're out of fuel. Um, if you want to add fuel and you can add it and depending on what charger setup you go with us, you, know, you add fuel to, you know, you max your chargers out. Uh, and there's really zero downside to doing that. It's just, where do you want, how much max power do you want? Basically. With, uh, with the setups, say if we were to step back in the year ranges a little bit, so we're looking at the five nines and say the you know LB seven to LBZ trucks. Does the sizing change a little bit based on the Duramax having, you know, there's two heads, they move a lot of air. Can you go a little bit larger, so bigger than 75, and still be able to run it 
on a relative, let's say on a stock fuel setup, because I think a lot of truck owners, when they get, when they're going to go to a compound set, they think, I want my 550 to 600 horse now. I want my EGTs low, but in the future, I'm planning on doing, you know, a set of injectors, a upgraded CP3. So I, they want to grow with it. But how does it vary between, say, some of those older trucks and, and how you may pick the, the turbo setup? That's a tough question. <laughs> um, you can, yeah. Um, so, you know, like I said, these engines are all kind of similar displacement, but yeah, five, nine to a six, six, there's a little extra displacement there. You know, the Duramax heads flow pretty decent. Um, you know, you have eight cylinders versus six. So yes, you can kind of squeak out a little more charter size if you want. I'm all about the, um, you know, return on investment type deal. And it's just so hard to beat if you have a factory charter, in good shape, you know, you throw a 75 on it and what you get for that is just, it's unbeatable. Um, if you're someone saying, yeah, I'm probably very likely going to want to be in that seven to eight, eight fifty range. Um, I'm shooting for that. Then absolutely. Let's go ahead and throw on, you know, an upgraded factory charter, like the, you know, the fleece cheetah or, you know, I use that because that's one of the most commonly known ones or something similar that's me around the 63 millimeter compressor inducer size. And then like our billet 76, that's going to run amazing all the way down to the factory kind of power level, but it'll give you that, you know, room to grow up top. So, but yeah, when it comes down to just return on investment, you know, I, I have a hard time telling most people to go outside of just putting, putting a 75 on their stock charter. If it's, you know, the stock charter is still in good shape, but also going back to what you're uh, asking about earlier, as far as, you know, the upgrading injectors to run compounds and stuff like that. I do have a lot of people ask me, you know, you know, they've identified compounds where I want to go. I've done enough research. I realize they are the ticket hands down. If I want to tow and just, you know, use the truck for what is, capable of doing, you know, kind of everything. Um, I'm not sure kind of what power I want, you know, what should I do? And what I tell all of them is look, just, I would address, you know, any other kind of airflow restrictions you have, depending on what truck we're talking about, put the compound system on, get the truck tuned to where it's dialed in and just drive it and see what you think, because, you know, adding stuff, other stuff later isn't, you know, really that inefficient as far as labor wise, you know, you still put injectors in relatively easy if you want and stuff like that. Drive it and see what you think. I would say 90, I don't hear back from 95% of people because of how linear the power is, how usable the truck is, how much power it kind of opens up on the top end. Like I would say 95% of our customers that are in that, you know, boat are super happy with just what they get out of a set of compounds and, you know, stock fuel. One of the areas I think they really shine is at elevation and, you know, people that are in Montana or Colorado or Utah and they start to get up there in elevation, stock turbos can have definitely have an issue and the compound setups can shine so well there with towing and hauling and just going to different, different, um, you know, elevations that are out there. And I think that's in talking about turbos over the years, we'll chat about, you know, what an upgraded single might be, you know, close to sea level. And then somebody will try it that lives at 5,000 feet or 7,000 feet. And 
they might message us and say, Hey, this turbo just doesn't run good for my setup. I can't get it to light. And that's where the compounds, I think, give you the most versatility as well, depending, you know, really wherever you're at in the country, whatever you're hauling, whatever your power goals are, that's just kind of a do all setup that I think appeals to a lot of people. Yeah, absolutely. We get probably some of the most, uh, you know, elated feedback from the guys out in the, you know, the Colorados or whatever, pulling the big grades and how much extra speed they're able to maintain going up the hills, you know, the, the temperature control they offer from EGTs that, you know, kind of rolls down to your coolant temps and all that. Um, pulling big grades is definitely a, a huge benefit when you do have compounds for sure. As you look towards the future a bit with what customers are asking for, how trucks are changing, what are some things that you guys are either working on or really excited about tackling in the future, whether it's Power Stroke, Cummins, or Duramax? Um, I, I enjoy personally just the challenge of a new generation truck. Um, it's always fun to start that project and take it all apart and see what has changed. I mean, it is, it is more work, you know, every time they come out with a, a new generation truck, you know, a lot of times stuff is similar and, but it's different enough to where you have to redo everything. Um, so just doing that in general, I enjoy that's that challenge and figuring out how to do it, you know, the best and how to package everything really well. And, um, you know, just what the layout is going to be, um, I'm, I'm interested to see, really see, honestly, what does happen in, let's say, the next 10 years for these trucks. I mean, they're coming with a lot of horsepower now. I'm interested to see how much more, uh, I would say, the customer group that is buying a new truck off the lot, how much more they're going to demand, you know, and, and request out of these things. Um, obviously, there's the the market and the, the crowd that you and I kind of run in that always want more you know, but we're generally not maybe the guys buying the new one off the lot, you know, maybe we get a second hand or something like that. So, you know, the guys really driving what the OEMs decide they want to make. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how much more power they make, but um, I'm really excited. I really love, you know, the new injection systems as far as the piezo injectors and stuff like that. Like, you know, the six, seven Fords, like our, our compound system we make for the 17 to 19 trucks, um, you know, stock injectors would make 700 horse in those trucks with our compound system. And so, you know, that's a huge cost savings that in the past you would have to spend three, four, $5,000, depending on what truck it is, just to get from your kind of 550 to your seven, 750 mark that you don't have to spend anymore. So like those trucks, you know, you pull on our base compound setup, some form of, um, you know, added high pressure fuel, whether it's a stroke or CP4 or, uh, add a CP3 or something like that, and you have 700 horse to the wheels. I mean, that's pretty incredible, you know, coming from, you know, the old Dodge days or wherever, where you had to do a tranny and head studs and injectors. And it's just like the list is so long and deciding all that and learning all that as a customer. So that's exciting too, is uh, these trucks with the the higher power level, they'll come, they're coming from, from the factory uh, is allowing us to, to make more power, it seems with the right mods and then the trainings being stronger to begin with, you know, with the right tuning, they can handle quite a bit of power. So we can get out of some of these newer trucks with, you know, the money spent it's impressive. So that's pretty exciting too. The, 
the other part I was really curious about is the fitment. And the aspect that really interested me was when you're looking or when you design one of these kits and you're putting it all together, one of the questions that can pop up with people is, you know, how does it, how does it all fit together? How is it laid out? What do you go through when you were designing these compound turbo setups or even one that you're working on now so that when the diesel shop or the you know, truck owner gets their package and it has everything in it, that you know exactly how it's going together, it's fit correctly, you make the install as smooth as possible. What goes into that from a design standpoint? Um, I think the biggest thing is just your expectations. Um, and that goes back to, to, you know, the childhood type of deal, you know, always kind of coming up behind my brother and him buying parts for his truck and my friends and stuff and, and getting a lot of customer experience to start with from that standpoint and realizing the frustration when you don't get just a simple bolt or something like that, you know, and, um, fortunately with, the way I grew up, like I could identify the pitch and whatever, and like, what, it's not a big deal. I'll run to Ace Hardware. But some of my friends who maybe bought a turbo kit that was helping them install, they didn't know metric for standard or what pipe thread was or whatever. So if they're in the middle of the install on the weekend and look at the instructions, the instructions say install this year and it's not there, they're lost. Yeah. You know, and they kind of started that install with the expectation that the truck would be ready to go to work on Monday, you know, and it's just, you know, you order something the part comes in, your, your, um, expectations are really high. You're really excited or whatever. And then something like that happens and your swing of, uh, return or, you know, experience is such a drastic swing to, you know, being upset. You can't get a hold of the company because they're closed on the weekend, you know, that type of thing. So going through that, um, unknowingly when I was younger and then coming into this and, um, just, really want to do stuff the right way is what starts that. And then from there, you just, you know, you kind of, I, I design stuff the way I want it to be on my personal vehicle. And I kind of approach it that way. And if whatever it costs when it's done is what it's going to cost. That's what we're going to make. Um, you know, we don't go over the top and do anything real crazy, but um, you know, if a battery needs to be moved or a new coolant tank needs to be provided for the kit to be, the way it should be, that's what we're going to build. Um, so just going into it with that mindset, I think is the biggest, the biggest, um, the most important thing, you know, the, whatever we're selling to the customer, I feel like is supposed to be an upgrade. You know, it shouldn't be something that's, you know, annoying because it, something rubs here or whatever, you know, long-term like overall should be an upgrade the life of the truck and last the life of the truck. And, um, so I just approach it with that mindset. And then, you know, over the last, 10 or 15 years, how we do it uh, has just kind of developed into its own recipe, depending on what we're dealing with, you know. That's a really important part of customer service because I think there's two two different sides of what makes a happy customer. One's going to be the performance side of it. So they have a, a compound turbo kit. They're going to notice the power. They're going to notice the efficiency. But I would say that the other side is just as important is what you mentioned. Is everything there in the kit are the instructions clear do i have everything that i need because whenever i've seen posts or things on social media where there's almost a frenzy going on it's because of that situation you mentioned where they get this 
you know, this, this product, they're going to do it on the weekend. They got to go to work Monday and they can't, and it, the truck's halfway torn apart. So I, I like that approach of really servicing the customer through the efficiency again, but of the install of the instructions of the parts that, that they need. Yeah, it's, it's, there is definitely a wide range of customer expectations. You know, there's, it's funny, you know, I'll get calls from customers, uh, you know, after the install and all that, and they'll be surprised that it fit. And I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> it says it fits on my website. Why wouldn't it fit? You know, but, uh, you know, they probably dealt with other stuff that didn't fit or whatever. And, and there's those guys that they don't really care, man. They're going to make that thing fit no matter what it takes that weekend because they want to go rip the truck and you'll never hear from them again, you know? And so you, you definitely have a wide range of what people expect, but I build stuff for what I expect. And if I, if I expect if I get on someone's website and they say it's going to fit, you know, bolts on all that, that I should get good instructions. I should get every nut and bolt. Like there shouldn't be any surprises, you know, obviously, you know, some of the older trucks that maybe the body mounts are getting tired or the engine, you know, mounts are getting a little tired or, you know, a bunch of other aftermarket stuff or who knows, you know, it's, you do have those cases. I'm not selling an OEM part to replace an OEM part. You know, there's, there's, stuff that we can't control, but as far as what we can control, um, doing it, doing it the way we do it is the way I feel like it should be done. With the, with the performance side of it. And, you know, I, I think it, it comes back to kind of that question of what power range do I want to be in? And that can be so tough for people to answer if you've never had it. And yeah. when we look out there, we think, well, I need to have a thousand horsepower. I need to have 900 or 850. It can be so tough to try to pick that, that level out. And is it usable? Is it not usable? That's, that's one of the biggest things that, that I've personally found is, can I actually use this power on a daily basis? And so I like the approach of how the, the compound kits are set up. And, and that was why I asked you about the sizing part. Because I think sometimes people can get, I'm not sure what the right word for it is, but they think I've got, the bigger's better. I need to go bigger. I need to have the biggest setup I can. And it might be a little too much. They might not want to get that invested into injectors and CP3s or, you know, dual CP3 kits. How would you guide somebody that has no idea what power range they want to be at, but they're, they're not happy with stock or just the power that it's tuned, you know, with a stock turbo? What are some ways you would direct them or try to help them decide on that power range? Uh, you know, a lot of the people that I talk to, I think, uh, I don't feel like I get a lot of phone calls or we do in general, people that just don't know, you know, they've kind of done their research already. They've identified like, you know, a stock truck with a tune, you know, it hits really good off the bottom. It kind of, um, you know, deceives you, you think it's fast, but they don't realize the mid top end is not there or, or vice versa, a big single, you know, it's kind of, there's nothing there for two seconds and then it comes on or whatever. I feel like a lot of our customers have already come to the conclusion and they're kind of set on compounds. Um, so I would just talk to them about, you know, kind of power under the curve. You know, if you look at, you know, a peak power number is really cool, right? Someone asks you, you know, what's your truck making? You say, oh yeah, it makes 800 horsepower. You know, that's pretty cool, right? But what is your 
power curve look like? You know, does it take you, you know, if, if somebody blows by you in traffic, right? Little tuner car or whatever, and you go to, you know, you want to catch them, but you're on a big single and it takes you, you know, you got a downshift, takes you three seconds to get that thing going. Game's over, you know, like you got to go catch up. It's not, it's not going to happen. So, um, you know, if you want everything, you know, you really have to go with compounds. You want the throttle response, the peak power number, but also this really usable power. That's really the only way to go to go about it. And like coming back to what I said before, the cool thing with the compounds is you can bolt on a set with sock fuel, see what you think. Is it enough? You're going to be impressed regardless because of how linear it is, how linear your power is. Um, and if it's not, add some, add some fuel, you know, 700 for most people is way more than, you know, what they ever had really experienced as far as linear power and all that. So, um, yeah, most people I just say, look, dude, if you're interested in compounds, put the, put it on and see what you think you're going to be happy no matter what. And then you'll have room to grow. Do you want to invest in the injectors and all that? I think the usable power side, like you mentioned, is the really the most important part. That's what we're using every day. It's not that 100% throttle peak number on a dyno that we're experiencing all the time. Yeah. And that's where these compound setups really shine. And I'm sure there's questions people have about their Duramax or Cummins or Power Stroke about your products, about getting the right setup for how they want to use the truck. What's the best way to connect with you guys, ask questions, learn more, see what you guys offer? Um, you know, we have four to five people here every day, all day, answering the phone. That's great. Uh, emails, great. Like, I, I don't think we ever leave the office without answering all the emails that come in. Um, I would definitely say phone or email is the best. Uh, we love our social media, but we focus on, you know, phone and email by far the, the hardest every day. Um, I would reach out through those. Um, you know, we have a good amount of YouTube videos, especially on the newer stuff that at least kind of like a product overview video, just talking about why we design stuff the way we did, what to look for when you're shopping for, you know, that product. Um, and then an install video, which does answer a lot of questions already. So, um, you know, if you haven't watched those on a product that you're interested in, I'd definitely watch those to get familiar. And, um, but yeah, man, we're, we're here for you. We definitely focus on, trying to answer customer questions. That's something that I definitely get frustrated with when I'm doing something, you know, whether it's for my dirt bike or a boat or whatever. And I call a company or try to email a company that I, I have an interest in a product in and, you know, whatever, you're going to answer that day. I understand, but if you're going to answer for a week or whatever, it's, it really turns you off, you know? And so we really try to make sure that we get everyone taken care of the best we can. It was really cool to connect with you guys. I, I've uh, wanted to for a long time. I've seen your guys' products out there. People ask about them. They run them. Um, I see them on a lot of uh, listener trucks when they, uh, you know, send us some pictures of of their builds. So it was great to know the story behind the brand. Know how you started. Um, what your guys' focus is with efficiency, not just with the product, but then the install and the design. And it's a really cool part to learn about what you guys do. So I appreciate your time today chatting with us. Um, talking to us about compound setups and other products and how to get the most out of our trucks is a, a great conversation. Yeah, man. I'm glad we finally linked up. I'm glad to do it. I'd like, uh, you know, what you guys are doing. I think it's a really cool asset like to the industry for customers to be able to watch this type of stuff and, and uh, learn more and more kind of candid conversation. So definitely appreciate you taking the time having us on.
Don't forget, diesel fans, make sure and head on over to Kershaw.kaiusa.com. Use code 23diesel20 for 20% off site wide. It's a great way to save some money, get some really cool gear. So if you're in the market for a knife or EDC hunting, fishing around the job site, around the house, they've definitely got you covered with a ton of different choices. 2023 has been a huge year for them with a bunch of new knife releases. One of the newest ones are the Duralock models, which the blade's made out of D2 steel. There's different choices for blade shape, handle design, and the way that the knife opens and closes is really smooth and positive so if you're in the market definitely make sure head on over their website use code 23diesel20 for 20% off site wide also want to give a shout out to some of our patreon supporters tyler lowen at 23diesel j cole john all of our other patreon supporters all of you who subscribe on youtube and podcast apps follow us on social media we appreciate all your support here in year seven of these podcast and look forward to bringing you guys more of the content that you want to hear in 2023 until next time keep the shiny side up